Hello, my name is Hannah Reeve. I'm the founder of Nature Nurtures, where we help social entrepreneurs, passionate teachers, and early years practitioners to set up their own outdoor nurseries and projects for children around the UK. Now, in this episode, I'm taking you back to an ancient woodland at historic Leighton Hall in Lancashire in the UK. Karen and Caroline of Larksfoot Woodland Childcare are based here. You may remember these two from episode 6 with a 50-50 child mining setup. Well, things have evolved. Today, we are following up on this story and hearing how Larksfoot Woodland Childcare are now set up as a registered outdoor nursery here in the UK. You'll also hear how they spent their summer and where they hope to get to. It is my pleasure to share with you the next chapter in Larksfoot's story. Karen and Caroline, thank you so much for joining us again. It's so good to have a revisit for the podcast. I'm very excited to hear the story of where we've got to now. So just to remind us all, what kind of setup did you have for Larksfoot, Karen? Larksfoot was 50% child minding at Leighton Hall outside. And then the other 50% was at my house as child minders. So that's what we used to be. And not too long ago either. So I think we, I remember when we left off, you had just had a yurt. You'd had a grant for that. That had gone up. Then you've had, I mean, how was your summer, guys? How was it? Really, really good. Yeah, we had yeah. a yeah, yeah, it was lovely. It's really hard to explain it. It was the best time I think we've had. All the children were like getting on to being four and getting ready to go to school and everybody was really settled. And sometimes we weren't really doing very much. Like the children were just like doing it. So they had the summer where they were just in their own little gangs and like running around. And sometimes we were like, oh, should we do this today? And then we'd look at the kids and we were like, oh, no, we're definitely not doing that today because they were just so engaged. They were just so happy. And yeah, so it's been a really good summer. We struggled with that bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to do this, but they don't want to. They're busy. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> That's the hardest bit, I think, is what our needs are and actually what the children's needs were. And they are already sorted. And we were like, it's not about us. Although, you know, it is a little bit about us. But yeah, when the children's needs are met, there's no point interrupt- interrupting them and moving them on, I suppose. No, why would you? You have busy, engaged children. That's what you're looking for, isn't it? Yes. That sounds wonderful. So how did the space change in that time? What did your space look like over the summer? We grew some plants and things. <laughs> yeah, there was flowers. <laughs> there was flowers. <laughs> <laughs> small changes, isn't it? Yeah, the hazel tree was, so we've got a main, so in our garden, we've got like a wall garden and the yurts within the wall garden and we've got this huge big hazel tree. It's absolutely massive and all the children go in it. So I think for us, the fact that, it brought so much shade into the area the sun it's like a little sun trap and the changes really were just seeing this tree this trees the changes in the tree were just huge and the children just there's now swings in the tree and there's hammocks in it where we've been trying to in one tree trying to like kill the children down and stuff like that it's I think that's the biggest change that I've noticed is how much the tree is part of everything one tree little things aren't we like improved little areas and I don't know, opened up more areas of play and stuff. Because I remember, I think I've seen photos, it must be on 
Facebook, your Facebook page. And it is a beautiful walled garden that you have because it's a private estate, isn't it, basically? And you're in the grounds. How's it, how's it going with the gardener? Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still yeah. good. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. They love us. They do. <laughs> it is like a community. It's the people live on the estate as well. So people live within the house and everybody's so involved with us and they love seeing all the little ones running around. And I would say it's like, a, it feels like a community. So we've got the gardener, the groundsman, the landowner, everybody's about and like the lady of the, the house. And yeah, it's like, it is a community. It's nice. Yeah, because people on the estate have been bringing us things like pots for the kitchen and pumpkins to grow, that sort of thing, haven't they? Yeah. That's so wonderful to have, especially on your private estate, because you could just be left to it, couldn't you? And I do think if you can have that community spirit and that sense of community and explore that for yourselves, and then because that very easily passes down to the children, then they get the wonderful sense of a part of something more than us, you know, as they get older, obviously, as they become less egocentric. So, no, it's, that's really good. That sounds wonderful. So there's been some developments for Luxford, haven't there? Tell us the story. I think it got to the point where a 50-50 just wasn't viable anymore. I really struggled with having the after-school children in my house. After having such a nice day out with the children, I then found it really hard to then come come back to the house really and then have like other children there it was really quite stressful and then they're 50 50 we just couldn't do it because of the children the reason we could do it was the children left my house at half past five like the after school children and then when they left and finished it would mean that we'd have to leave the woods at say midday and we just didn't want that the 50 50 was a big problem for us so we we looked at childcare fully on non-domestic premises and it actually wasn't that there wasn't really that much more work really was it it was more it's it's just having Ofsted come back out and re-inspect you it's just that thought of having them out for a free reg and so we decided to do it and we knew some people who wanted some jobs other forest school practitioners and it happened quite quickly didn't it yeah 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 it did actually yeah we were expecting them to phone were we yeah, we put the application in just before the summer holidays. It must have taken it. The application was actually quite, that was our biggest hurdle. I think that took two months to even get our application looked at properly. And then before we knew it, they were coming within six weeks, weren't they, after they okayed the application? Yeah. Well, we're looking just for the US audience. What we're looking at here is basically equivalent of a license. So these are regulators, Ofsted, that come out in England anyway. These are our regulators. And you've basically changed your license. That's how that is. So I'm amazed that they came so quickly as well, because my understanding was there was quite a bit of a, a waiting list, because we've got a couple of projects that are still waiting for us to come. So I don't know how they do it, but it's great that you got someone out in that good amount of time. We got told off for filling in too many forms again, because we do that. <laughs> it's quite confusing, is Ofsted. Uh -huh. You know, the, all the online things and you're not quite sure whether you're filling the right thing in or giving them the right information. And in the end, they just said, actually, let's just come out and deal with it. It's easier. They still don't, especially in our area, come out to a lot of people that want to do fully outdoors. No, so you're pioneers in your area. Yeah, and I think the offset inspector was only from down the road, so maybe her workload was quite low. And then they were able to allocate it. And I think the fact that we'd already been childminders and we'd already registered with them, I think it was pretty straightforward application for them. It wasn't such a tricky thing. 
Was there a lot of prep for you on, on your part in terms of what you needed to do, apart from filling in forms? And the new Early Years Foundation stage came out on the 1st of September. I had kind of just been thinking, oh, I'll have a long time to get my head around that. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we're coming out on, the, I think it was a week after that came out. So they had the new guidance. And then we were like, I think so for us, it was more getting our heads around the EY at first, really. Yeah, just checking we'd not miss anything. Yeah. I can't remember what else we had to do. And just re-reeling through policies and checking that they were in line with all the new things. And Yeah. 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 Did you have to have new policies specifically for this new registration? I think what we had done, we'd been on quite on the ball with our policies already because they're 50-50 in the fact that our policies, like, we were actually quite good. They were quite good, I thought. We didn't really need to do much with them. Yeah, I just had to take out things that applied to being in a home and things like that, you know. This is very straightforward then. So it all, all went swimmingly by the sounds of it. You filled in a few more forms than you should have, but better to waive a fill than underfill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the pre-registration visit like? Because some people get really stressed about this part. I've had very good experiences with ours, but tell me about yours. It was good. It was really good. We were really nervous at the beginning, but once she turned up, I think we just talked her to death. <laughs> 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 the venue helped. I think the location. Really well, yeah, made... she absolutely loved the place, didn't she? She was just like, she didn't want to go home at the end of the day. <laughs> she wants to be an inspector, or a greeting inspector as well. <laughs> yeah, she said, can I come back and do your next one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. I really hope you do. It, it helps if she's geographically close. You never know. You never know. Yeah. She loves the new EYFS, so she was really for it and all the changes that have happened everything about the outdoors and even things that we hadn't even considered she was bringing it up saying oh look at the floor here if they're doing some painting on the like the, the easel look at the flooring they've got and stuff and she really like she was just she's totally sold on it it was really refreshing that, that somebody from that department was like on board you know she's seen the value in it so she liked the environment so tell us a bit about your setup then at Luxford. We're both like looking at each other, see who's going to speak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our own little wall garden, which we can lock off because it's Leighton Hall where we are. It does open to the public in the summer and the spring. So like from two o'clock onwards, there is members of the public that walk around. So she did need to, so we are secure in our own little walled garden. And then we're next to their, the estate's walled garden, which is full of beautiful flowers and all the butterflies. And we're picking plums off the tree. You know, it's really like rich you know, and everything. And then you go through the wall garden and then we've got a, um, a private woodland that we can use. And within that woodland, we've got like our own fire circle where we've ran holiday clubs and stuff from. And we do some school trips sometimes out in the woodland, which is all within like all the little ones just walk and they run through the woods and stuff. And it's all just, there's no road noise or anything. It's just so peaceful. So that's our setup. At the moment, it's just me and Caroline, isn't it? And then hopefully... Now that we've got a certificate in, we're hoping to increase it slightly. So we have ages three plus. So maybe some flexi school or some home educated children can join us. That's where we're kind of hoping to go. Just have a like this. Yeah. So you've got some links in terms of employing people so that you can become employers. That's your next big step. In terms of your business setup, so you're still self-employed. You're still going to stick with that or is are you looking at another structure? We'll be employed through our CIC eventually once we get up and rolling a bit more. 
So that's your community interest company that you set up, haven't you, initially? Okay, you're going to move this into that kind of structure. And that's great because it's going to open up so much more in terms of grants and so forth for you as well, if and when you have the time to sit and look for grants. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) But that's really good because it just enables you to get a bit more support and as well to get community buy-in and interest. So how's it going in terms of getting those numbers and numbers of children that you're looking for and you need? So Thursday, we've got a bit of an open day where we've got maybe, is it 10 people, 10 children come in or seven, something like that. We've got a small number of interest. Yeah, yeah. it's a small number coming. But we still, want to, we still want to be small. So for us, it's important that we know every single child rather than just having your key children. We really want to like it be a community. So we still want it to be quite small. We don't want to have lots, but obviously we've still got, well, when we become, we've got employees, we'll have to pay things like pensions and stuff like that. So obviously we have to have enough to make all that viable, but we're not like, we don't want to pack We're not going to be millionaires, no. <laughs> we're not packing it out. And obviously we like the small sort of a cozy and the yurt's not big enough for loads of children either. <laughs> no, it's a nice family feel, isn't it? What are you thinking about winter? Because have you had a winter? I can't remember. You did, didn't you? You had That was your first go at this was winter. <laughs> Yes. yes. Lent a lot, That's, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So you're going into this winter a little bit more, well, a bit more savvy in terms of, you know, how the space works and really how cold it does get. It's mainly wet though, isn't it? Yeah. The, north, the Northwest is particularly wet. Yeah. Yeah. We say that from experience because today the whole of the UK, I think, has just been absolutely deluged in rain today. I saw Sal from... Kin Nature Kindergarten have posted a video on her social media and it's just it's just pans round in the woods and it's just torrential rain. <laughs> yes, same here. <laughs> yeah. Oh it just have like moments where it stopped and the sun poked out for like about a minute and then it started raining again. What did everybody else, so in terms of your supporters, think about you changing this registration? I imagine, Karen, your family must have been relieved because they weren't going to have a load of children in their house yeah my husband's like oh what are we doing with this room now what's going to be and because I had a separate playroom and he's like oh we could get a mirror there we can get the gym on and we could like get a gym and you can put your bike in here and stuff and so this weekend I've actually spent emptying it getting rid of things and making some money I've sold some I sold a push chair and yes it feels like an end of an era feels really crazy it is it's the end of an era and a new New chapters beginning in your journey. Yeah. It's almost not real yet. It's not really sunk in. We got our certificate last week, like our offset registration certificate through. So that's it now. It's like, when do I, when do I have my noticing as a childminder? It's like, when that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure when to do that at all. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. So how does that, yeah, how does that work? Basically now you have a, do you have a dual registration going on? Two separate ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how interesting. Okay. So you have to end that. We have to, we ha- you have to just write to Ofsted and say, I, I'm no longer a childminder or I hand you my notice. Okay. It does feel really odd because I've been a childminder for such a long time. I'm not sure <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'll probably keep mine a little bit longer than you keep yours, Karen, just because I've had it for such a long time. <laughs> how long have you had it, Caroline? Just over 20 years I've been a childminder. Oh, my God. Goodness me. They'll have to tear that. 
from your hands. <laughs> yeah, I watch some things, like follow some things on social media, and I, I feel really guilty. It's like I'm, I'm not technically a channel. I don't know, am I? I'm not. I'm a manager of a nursery. Oh no, do, uh, what do I do? Uh, it feels really odd. <laughs> oh, but you're going to keep that wonderful the wonderful aspects of childminders in terms of community service and also creating being at the heart of community which is so important and like Karen is saying I love that emphasis on very much the same for us at No Child or Kindergarten we're small and we're very that's a very deliberate and conscious decision that has been made for the fact that we do want to remain a small setting that has that family feel we get lots of people coming in and saying space is so calm and parents have said as well it's like it's like joining a family it's really lovely it takes time to be able to do that in a nursery setup whereas for you you're both going into this with that already there you know what it is and you know how it feels and you know that you won't lose that because of those things and because they're very important to you I can hear that in the passion for your work so it's something very special and also I do think this is why small outdoor nurseries in particular work really well it is lovely I mean so we had children in July go to school like they left us to go to school and I had had all four of them so three of them I'd had before they were one and then one of them had just turned one and they had to leave and the mums were like crying when they were like handing a present and then I was crying and they were crying and they were like oh stop and then you know it's just like you can't get that from anything else and it'd be such I mean all those children are starting with us at three now I really still want to feel sad when they leave like as in in that way it's joy but also you're never you, you're just probably never going to see them again so yeah, it's quite sad as well. Although a lot of them want to come back for the holiday clubs, so I think we are going to see them all. <laughs> you will, you will, and hold on to those as well because you, it's so much easier to keep your holiday club full of alumni. So there's children who've left because you know them, you know what you're dealing with when they come back. So yeah, they know it when they come back. They know the rules. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How to be, how to help others, that sort of thing. Yeah, they come in and it, and it's just like they've never left. It's so wonderful to see that. I think so. We're in our eighth year, I think. Our holiday clubs are full, and it, they honestly they just come through the door and they get on with it. And it's so it's so lovely to see, and much easier as well, much easier for them and and obviously for the rest of the group who are there usually. It's lots of reconnecting with one another, which is really lovely. Again, because it's a lovely small setting. On our social media, we are trying to reduce time that we spend working. So we've set up like a Facebook just for the parents that nobody else can look at, just parents. And then we just put pictures on it. And I was like, oh, we can put lots of things on this Facebook thing. So today it's like homework parents. Why not let your children practice dressing in the waterproofs and undressing and things like that? And it, we're like, oh, we can put lots of little things in. And then it was like some people haven't packed gloves or anything yet. And so it's like you just take a snap and you put it on the the Facebook and you're like oh gosh it's September and we're already wearing gloves you know in the hope that it triggers some things because we've already like we've just sent them out a huge big list I've already had a parent message me saying I've packed the hat and the gloves in the bag for next time that was like yeah it worked <laughs> that's like that's the biggest change I think the use of social media and using it for its benefits like because people don't read emails like I made up like a word document and it was all about handy hints to dress your child for the winter and get them through the winter and things like that. And half of them probably won't read it, but a little quick little picture with some words on it for social media. So I think our social media is going to change a little bit. People love videos as well, don't they? Yeah. 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 So 
that's a big change, isn't it? And it's something that we've got one phone and everybody in the setting can use it and like out the adults and maybe even the kids can take their own little videos and they can post it on social media and stuff like that. So parents can see it live and things. So Exciting. I love your big plans. This sounds great. Really good. You can't be afraid of social media, can you? Even though it's like this thing that takes over your life, it, it works and people use it. So might as well use it for its benefit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it is true with writing. We're just redesigning the kindergarten website and taking out quite a bit of text from our website because people do not read. They certainly do not read after three minutes. So I think if you have that, it creates a lot less work. Cause we used to have very extensive handbook as well, but now it's mainly photos. And with the new EYFS, we've decided that we're going to, we, although they don't need you to do a learning journey and things like that, we we're going to have like in a book that goes home, like an adventure book. And then the things that we do together, we'll put in this book, like little snippets of things, like maybe the first acorn we found or something like that. And then each child can have a go at taking it home and maybe just putting a little snippet of an adventure or some something from a walk or something like that, rather than having lots of paperwork, which isn't a requirement now. So it's just trying to find easy ways to work and be a bit more structured because be, we'll have employees as well. So it's like, trying to make it look a bit more professional. How do you feel that's going to go in terms of having those employees? How do you foresee that going? We've already worked with them. So it's almost like a promotion. So yeah, they're promoting to people. They're good. They're nice. <laughs> yeah, so we have worked with them. So we've worked with them on school, school projects. One of the ladies was on my forest school training and then we've worked with them through the summer. So we did half. We got a grant from the council to deliver free school meal places. And so we've worked through the summer with quite a few complex children as well. We've had a full summer with them almost a bit like, I suppose it's like a job interview. So we, we know what they're like. It was a long yeah. job interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yes, I want them to. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good idea. They first approached us and said, oh, are, you, are you extending your childcare? And then we were like, yes. And then we've just, it's just worked out. We're like, yeah, we definitely want to work with them. So, because they follow our values and we know that they get it. So that's huge. That's really good. You're major steps ahead because you've worked with them. That's absolutely fantastic. And they've had a baptism of fire through the summer with some complex children. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yes, we all have. Yes. We all. <laughs> yeah. We've learned a lot this summer. Oh, but what sort of age groups did you work with over the summer? We offered a provision for five to ten, and then we did a, once a week. We did say 10 plus we tried to like have a, a day of bushcraft for like older children but the five to tens is it's tricky it's tricky managing what's tricky about it it's just I think the needs of the younger children sometimes takes do you know if you're trying to show an older child something complex and then the needs of like a younger child like a five-year-old sometimes that takes a bit of priority because they need to, the toilet or something you know like or they just need you to listen to them because they're five and they're like, it's just the five-year-old only thinks they are the only person in the world. So yeah, I think that is it. And it was there, I found the younger ones a little bit more tiring. <laughs> it's hard to find out where you go because like as a childminder, in the summer holidays, I'd have all ranges of children within my ratio. So I'd have children that are nine, I'd have children that are three or two or one. So I'd always have a mixed range. So I thought, oh, it'll be fine in the summer. The summer, let's do five. We know that we don't want to have four-year-olds because that's what we do normally. And we know that their needs, it is quite need-based in care. And then we wanted to do a bit more fun stuff like 
using knives and things like that. So we thought five to ten, but then we had people moaning that we didn't do under fives, and you know, like, and then people like, why don't you do over tens? And you can never make everybody happy. Oh no, 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 no! You can you absolutely cannot please everyone. And that it's just like you were saying at the beginning. It's it's balancing your own needs. It was really it's a nice contrast. Like from looking after three and four year olds, it's like it was great. I had a great. I loved the holiday. I loved the challenges that it brought. Loads of whittling and things that you don't get to do with the little ones. You know, a bit more detailing skill things. This is what I mean about the seasonal aspect. Is that in the summer you have that opportunity to change things up, and it is really interesting. And you will be full within you know within your three years of first operating it, it happens and at that point you'll just be you'll have your flow down and you'll know exactly what works and resources and so forth It'd be really really good when do you foresee being able to bring these employees on will you employ them on a payroll or will they stay self-employed we're still thinking about that one but i think we will employ them won't we we're going to employ them down the road yeah i think it's that crossover of we earn a wage for just me and Karen and split it, but now then we're having to bring in an employee to so make sure they get their money all the time. So it it's making sure we've got enough children in to cover everything so that, so we, you know, I don't know. They might be self-employed for a month until the crossover happens and then they then go on to the payroll. Yeah. It comes to recruitment. So say, for instance, they just want, they just want to work with us. Say they hate the winter and they're like, right, okay, then we have to recruit new people. So if we do it all now where we work out the salary that they're going to earn for the year and holiday pay and sick, at least we know that if they leave, we can just, it's straightforward. And so we know exactly what, say, for instance, 18000 a year or whatever, or per annum, then we can just, we know. And it gives them job security, I suppose, as well. And it just seems to be a lot better. And I think it gives us a bit of security as well. If they're self-employed, and then they're like, oh, I can't rock up next week. And you're like, well, actually, we've relied, we've got like six children within your ratio. You kind of need to. So it's it's a bit of safety for both the parties, them and us. So, yeah, I think we need to. It'll be cheaper for you as well to run a PAYE rather than a self-employed invoicing system. So, no, that's good. It's good. Yeah, it feels like a bit grown up. It feels really grown up, doesn't it, saying that? So you're, you're both now nursery managers. So how does that feel? You're based on it. You're based on sitting there like wide eyed and like, whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think we decided that Caroline was a, the manager. <laughs> yes, I'm the manager. <laughs> Karen's the deputy manager and just looks at me going, yeah, yeah, you sort that, Caroline, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because to get the Ofsted registration, you have to be a level three. You have to have a level three in childcare. Your manager has to be a level three. So I'm the Ofsted representative and Caroline's the level three. So she's the manager because my my level three is only in home-based childcare. So you're both co-founders of Larksfoot. What's your CIC name? It, it's Larksfoot. The childcare is just Woodland Childcare because... We had like lots of discussions with other people about what to call it. And it was like, is it going to be a kindergarten? We didn't want the word nursery because people just see it as younger children. We wanted it just to be. So I think we're just going to stick with Woodland Child Care, Larkspoot Woodland Child Care. It just covers everything, but we're open to suggestions. I love them. Um, I love Larkspoot. Is that a name that you came up with? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had a lot of talking, didn't we? <laughs> about the perfect name. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then I, I can't remember who decided about it, but it's like kind of nice because somebody said, oh, it's like larking about in the woods, like lark's foot. And obviously it's a knot and it's about like bringing a knot's usually connect, a connection. So it was kind of like, oh, actually, that's quite cool. So yeah, bringing that connecting thing. Yeah, I couldn't imagine us being called anything else now. I'm too used to it now. It's a lovely name. I didn't realise that you'd come up with it yourselves. It's also nature-based because lark is a, yes. is a bird. Yeah. Yes. So we'd had like larking about, somebody's like larking about in the woods. And because I don't even know where, because obviously you use it to We started attach. off on birds, didn't we? Because you wanted a bird from the local area, but we couldn't get one that sounded right. We tried like lots of things like, because bitterns boom. So we're like booming bitterns and then because... The area that we live, yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah, so, yeah, we're happy with it, really happy. It's just, like, yeah, we really like it. We got a logo designed and stuff like that with, like, a hair on it and three trees because we've got Sylvia, who's another director of the CIC, so we've got three trees to represent three of us and stuff like that. So we have put loads of thought into that sort of thing. Tell us about Sylvia. So Sylvia's a childminder. She currently has two assistants, so she's got quite a lot of children through her setting. She's not quite ready to join us at this so she's just recently dropped a day so she's our school's what was her title we had to rearrange I don't know I can't remember what my structure. title is so we've had to <laughs> build a structure within our CIC now because it had all happened really quickly so we had a five-year plan that's now into a year now so our five-year plan's gone right down and we're doing it all. yeah we're all doing it in a year so Sylvia just isn't quite ready yet to I don't think she'll join the ch- the childcare section. So she does the school programs and she's our educational coordinator. So she writes programs. Writes plans. Things. So part of your five year plan was to be a, was to provide the services that you're providing in terms of childcare, and then to open it up to other professionals. We wanted to do some corporate stuff, some community projects, and things like that. Training practitioners or forest school leaders, anything like that. No, I don't think we've talked about training, training people to do, become forest school leaders. We, we just wanted to really just be part of the community and like offer a bit of support for children and adults who just needed a little bit of well-being. This is at the start, and now we help Leighton Hall deliver a school programs. So they've got four outdoor programs, and we run them for, for Leighton Hall. We also help with a bit of corporate work that they do, and then hopefully the money that we make from that goes into the CIC and we can utilize that in regards to maybe we can minimize the cost of our holiday clubs so that it's more affordable for everybody and like things like that so if everyone's gaining access to a holiday club because not everybody if you've got like maybe two children you can't always afford to send your child to a holiday club so if we could bring our prices down due to like corporate work and things like that then that'd be great yeah or create a scholarship at a couple of scholarship funded places for holiday club sounds fantastic we want it to be open to everybody yeah absolutely and that's a wonderful connection that you have through Leighton Hall to be able to provide those programs this is very exciting I can hear so your five-year plan there's some really big stuff on here some really you've just accelerated you've massively gone for it yes just because your circumstances have, have have allowed it it's really good I mean, the school programs have actually opened us up to new ideas as well. So we were like, what are we getting out of this? Somebody had asked us from a charity why we do the schools and we couldn't answer these questions. And then when we went back and actually sat down and we were like, what do we want from the schools? So the school trips come and we 
carry on with this kind of forest school ethos that it's obviously not forest school but we we really like following the children's interests and stuff like that and and one of the topics we do is habitats and we explain to the teachers that if they don't want to look at bugs we're not going to force them we just want them to follow their interests and then in the afternoon we make some things using a hammer and nails and things like that like we make these little bug boards so some of the children are like oh can I continue to make things because they've made their bug board and we're like yeah yeah so it's the fact that we always say yes and the teachers are watching the children who they've maybe said to us at the start of the day or oh, watch that child watch that child and then at the end of the day the teachers have seen them in such a different light so we've taken from that is what do we want to get from our, why do we do the school programs? And we're like, well, actually, we want to let teachers see what their children are capable of and then eventually go to that school and offer them maybe a free six-week taster for the class and then talk about the benefits that those children have had from the school trip. So we're hoping that that's something in the future, maybe in the next couple of years or something, that we can advise schools and get them to get the best out of their children like Forest School does. We all know it's such a good thing. You've got some really good case studies there, haven't you, that you can share with schools like you're saying? Yeah, and then we've got returned schools coming because they're coming back because they've got the children have got so much out of it and they're we're just letting the kids follow their interests really. You know, they're just saying yes. Just instead of saying, No, no, you can't, you're only meant to do one bug board. We're like and when they ask you and you say to them, Yes and they're like, All right, can I do this as well? And you're like, Yes. Because there's no reason why you would need to say no. So yeah, we're hoping that we can improve maybe some classroom stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds great. And so do Leighton Hall take care of all the bookings for that? And then they just come to you and say, right, we've got this school coming this week or how does it work? Uh, Lucy, who manages Leighton Hall, it's, it's her family that own it. She phones me and goes, I've got these, this school's interested in these, but can we do it? Can you do it? And I figure it out. And then she sends them an email to say that, yes. But yeah, it's mainly me between me and Lucy that sort out the estate. All and Karen, you just do as you're told. Yeah. So what we've done is, because obviously we work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we don't work Mondays and Fridays, but we also didn't really want to do school trips on these days either. So we do occasionally do a school trip, but we've, we've got like a small team now. So we've got a small team of like freelancers and a couple of people at the CIC employs to run the school trips. So teams ah, okay. like growing a little bit. Yeah, I say okay to the date and then I figure out who I can put on them on each date and who works well together. How did you find your freelancers for this? Are people like we know. Lily, our trainer. <laughs> so Lily, who trained us, I said, can you pass us some people over that you think would work well with us? She approached them and then agreed. So we then got in contact and got them to come up, didn't we? They, everyone comes up for a visit and, a, and an atter and we'll see if we can work with them. You have such a good network. This is really good and you make use of it. See, this is community. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's absolutely. a big thing we really wanted though, wasn't it? It was to help other people in our line of work to get work as well and to keep going because it is struggle sometimes. And they must be getting excited now when you've moved your registration into a whole other sphere now. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. I mean, not everybody that does a school trips is for a school. Some of them are just people that maybe there's a ranger who works for the area of outstanding natural beauty here. She's like the nature reserve ranger. She comes and does some of the stuff with us as well. So yeah, it'd be nice if we could like give everybody a job permanently, but it's, it's ad hoc at the moment. So, but yeah. 
I mean, can we just be clear as well? So this has not been going long at all. No. When did you start this? When did you move into Leighton Hall? September, a year. We've been there a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... How do, how do you feel? I mean, my goodness. The, <laughs> the stuff you've achieved and you are achieving is absolutely... It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> She's quitting already. <laughs> Never on a three. I don't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been very, very clever in the way that you've. So you've always been very. I remember this from our last conversation. We work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You've ring fenced that, and anything beyond that, it's very carefully uh, guarded. And there's only a few things that slip through for that. So I think that's really clever because it means that you haven't. You're not in danger of burning out too soon. Because what people tend to do is they start and they just do everything, every, every, they say yes to everything. And then they start thinking, we could do this program, this program, this program, this, and it's just, it's never going to work. And it ends up being diluted and not, and, and never getting to where it needs to go. I think you've been able to focus in on things that work well and create wonderful relationships with Lucy at Leighton Hall and having that wonderful cooperative working as well that's benefited both of you. And that has opened up doors, as well as having a wonderful, wonderful network. Yeah, we're really happy how it's working out. And it would be so easy for us to carry on and like be really, really busy. And so we've made a decision that actually in, a, in October half term, we're not running any holiday clubs. And there'll be disappointed children and parents. But we worked four weeks of the six week holiday and that was really, really tiring. And then we've obviously had Ofsted and stuff this this side of October. and. We're just like, no, let's not get to that. And then maybe February, we can ask somebody. Now our offset registrations change. We can maybe get somebody else in to do February so children aren't disappointed and missing out and things like that. But right now we're just like, no, we need to like just take care of ourselves because December, October to December is going to be so hard with the winter. Well, and like you're saying, it's a busy, busy summer. I do think it tends to be pretty mild for us down here in Worcestershire, so that's in the Midlands, through to December. It's January and February that are cold, really cold. Last October was awful here. I mean, awful. And we were due to do a programme then, weren't we, school holidays, and we had to cancel it. And we were grateful that we did, didn't we, because it was the worst week for weather what was it? Was it cold and wet? No, just wet. It was like that rain that doesn't ever stop. Yeah, torrential every day that week. And we just thought well, that would have been painful. <laughs> yeah, we, it's just the rain. For us, the cold's not such a... I mean, obviously the cold's really bad and keeping everybody warm, but it's, it, we do, it, gets, it does get really wet. We do get a lot of rain. Torrential. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like your kit's always wet and how do you dry it and then... We're not getting any younger and it just was like, no. no. <laughs> well, you've got to keep yourselves happy, haven't you? So, well, you've got your yurt, haven't you? That must be a good sheltered spot for you. I wonder if there's anything else you could do, like in terms of creating a bit more shelter for your winter months just to keep you dry. Yeah, we don't know what to name it. So we've got a shed that we've put like our art room. It's like an art area. It's like an open fronted shed. It's got a roof on it. And it's got like all the craft and things inside. So we've got that area. And then we've got another area that's not quite got a roof on it yet, but it's somewhere just to stand out the rain, really. 
it's got a wall so when the wind the prevailing wind comes down to the wall it'll stop the wind hitting us and it'll be covered so hopefully we'll get that up this side of Christmas. Do you have people that help you with these things? Steve's kind of like the groundsman so he does all the jobs on the estate Um, and he yeah and he did say oh look I'll take that old roof down and I'll put a new one up but he's so chocker with work. He's taken it down and it hasn't appeared yet but we'll nudge him this week. (laughs) Don't ask don't get. Yesterday was really really wet Steve (laughs) we need the roof back. Yeah yeah well I do think people do tend to move when you say you know, come on, we've got some children here and we want to be able to provide really good space for them. Should we yeah. take them really to appreciate. him when they're all wet and looking sad yeah. and <laughs> say, look, look. Uh, yeah, he'll, yeah, get him to do that. He needs to come and do that. That needs to be on his priority list. Come on, Steve. <laughs> let's get this, let's let him hear it. Steve's the best, though. He's really good. And he does want a fire lighter, like a fire striker. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, wet, yeah. We said we'd give him one today, didn't we? So maybe that'll be payment. Sounds perfect. What's the future for Larksfoot in the short term? So looking through into the next summer, and then what's the bigger picture for you guys? I think just having all the spaces available and have everybody working and retirement. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me and Caroline, it'd be really great to have one other person working with us in the team with the children, giving fresh ideas. I think three. Three is a good number in a team when it's just the two of you. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, let's just sit down and have a cup of tea. Maybe somebody else just brings it. We just need that extra energy, like some new energy or a new person in and then new ideas and different sort of suggestions. So I think it'd be really great to have a nice mixture of kids, not just three and four-year-olds. So I think by next summer, if we could have six more children, I think, or something like that, and then see how it goes from there. Just want to approve our area and have the allotment. We need the allotment. Have the allotment yeah. in place and things like that. Yeah, just the extra jobs because at the moment we've got this huge big area at the end, which we've been trying to get. We just haven't had the time to get an allotment, like raised beds and stuff like that. So by say March, be able to plant, start getting seedlings into the ground, and yeah, start growing stuff. That's quite important, like food and cooking it and stuff. So. An outdoor kitchen. You really want an outdoor kitchen in. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think with the new EYFS coming out and things like that, there's a huge emphasis on healthy eating. So it'd really, really be such a nice positive for us to have that. It's really important, not just for a school, so a bit more like providing and actually the children eating it. That would be a bonus, not just like prepping (laughs) it. So I think that's like a short term plan, isn't it? I don't know what your plan is for the next couple of years, Caroline. I don't know. Everything's just been fast-tracked. I don't think we've talked about the next five years now because of everything that's gone on. But I'm presuming we'll go on to do other programmes and and things for not just kids but adults and like we want to. Very exciting. Well, I wish you both the absolute best and I'm so glad we got to revisit Oxford and to hear news of your new registration and where you're headed it's very exciting times and honestly i cannot congratulate you enough on all this hard work that you've been doing in such a short space of time and that you're still here and you're you're still alive and able to tell the story (laughs) in a coherent way so well done and keep going and look after yourselves and each other oh thank you thank you thank you 